If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Just before we get started with this week's episode of the Early Excellence Podcast, um, have you heard about our free maths provision audits? Um, they're a great resource. You'll find them on the Early Excellence website, earlyexcellence.com. Okay, go to earlyexcellence.com, go to the ideas and inspiration section, and there you'll find our free audits and guides section, and they are in there. An EYFS and a Key Stage 1 maths provision audit, they are the perfect place to start in really reflecting on and then developing your provision and your practice. Hi, everybody. Andy Burt here with episode 31 of the Early Excellence podcast. In this episode, we're going to focus on meaningful mathematics in the EYFS. When it comes to mathematics, a careful balance needs to be struck as part of our practice so that we're thinking about the directed teaching, of course, of key skills, but we're also thinking about how those skills will be embedded over time. Math schemes are clearly very useful. They're great in offering structured planning and a focus on key skills and progression. But we need to be careful. Careful that we don't just end up seeing maths as something that happens at one time of the day or something that happens just at the carpet or just at the group table. As we explore in this week's recorded piece, if we want children to develop as mathematical thinkers and problem solvers, then meaningful experiences within a carefully planned environment are crucial. If we want children to successfully embed a range of mathematical concepts, then we really need to reflect on our pedagogy first. Effective teaching of mathematics in the EYFS doesn't just happen on the carpet or at the group table, but rather acknowledges that it is meaningful, physical exploration of concepts that enables those concepts to be embedded. A mathematically rich learning environment won't replace the direct teaching that you do on the carpet or at the group table, but it will allow for powerful connections to be made within meaningful mathematical concepts. A well-planned learning environment will also provide the context for mathematical conversations, opportunities which enable adults to embed learning, challenge thinking and introduce vocabulary. These might be informal moments, but they require skillful, knowledgeable staff who value the mathematical opportunities that arise from children's playful exploration. Much research has shown that it is these periods of sustained shared thinking that can have the biggest impact on young learners. As the EPSI project found, in the most effective settings, an adult modeling skills or appropriate behavior was often combined with sustained periods of shared thinking. Open-ended questioning and modeling were also associated with better cognitive achievement. 
Through engaging with mathematical concepts alongside children, adults can help children to see the links between mathematical concepts and everyday life. Key learning attributes such as inquiry, curiosity and problem solving can be modelled here too. All, of course, crucial elements in being successful in mathematics. So let's look at starting points for this. Okay, let's, let's really think carefully about it. What might this look like? Well, a good starting point is to challenge yourself and your EYFS team to see your learning environment with new eyes. Mathematical learning won't just be happening, of course, at the maths area. It will be there as part of children's explorations across all provision areas and outside too. If adults are going to be effective in supporting children's mathematical development within the environment, then we first need to be confident in knowing where these crucial opportunities will arise. So let's break this down a bit further. Let's look at number patterns. Okay, so let's start by thinking about number patterns and the visualization of number quantities. In order to develop the skill of knowing a quantity of objects without counting, so subitizing, children will need lots of opportunities to see and explore numbers of objects and the different ways that they can be presented. So first, consider the level of organization needed. Store some resources directly onto shelving using shadow backing templates to show where they belong. This works particularly well in a wooden blocks area where careful templating can create dot arrays for different numbers of blocks. Also, store construction materials such as Duplo or Lego by number or shape, but not by colour. The number of raised bumps on the top of each Lego or Duplo brick can be used to differentiate the bricks and can lead to interesting mathematical explorations. Next, think carefully about the types of resources which will prompt the exploration of number patterns. Large and small egg boxes in domestic role play with collections of eggs for placing and sorting will provide a meaningful and visual opportunity to play with number. In the dough area, different sizes of indented cake or muffin trays of six or 12 indentations are great for exploring number patterns and prompting mathematical conversations. If space allows, create a transient art area with access to a range of interesting natural materials. The creative play here will be rich in opportunities for exploration of number patterns, overlapping, shape and space. Okay, let's, let's keep going with this. Let's look deeply into thinking about number order now. Whilst developing an understanding of number order is a key mathematical skill in the EYFS, opportunities to use number lines meaningfully 
can often be missed. Number lines within the environment, unless they're used as part of the children's playful exploration, can become easily overlooked. So you might want to think about this. Do you have number lines in your classroom space, in your learning environment? If so, are they above the height of the children? Or are they part of what the children are doing? Are they there so that children can be using them? Consider how many meaningful number lines can be used effectively within your learning environment. So the home corner is a great place to start with this. The addition of a real working clock, a calendar, a telephone and a wall planner alongside things like a height chart will provide opportunities to embed an understanding of number order. All of those things, of course, are number lines but in or have number lines contained within them, just in different ways and in different formats, but very much in a meaningful way. In the blocks and small world area, a height chart and tape measures are a great example of number lines that children will engage with on a regular basis. Okay, so number lines being used meaningfully, I think that's an important thing to think about. Let's move on to thinking about shape exploration now. This careful planning of the mathematical learning environment is not, however, just restricted to number. Opportunities to explore the properties of shape will also need to be carefully considered in order that children make connections and embed learning. The properties of cylinders, cubes, cuboids, cones and other shapes can be meaningfully explored as part of creative model making in the workshop area, building with wooden blocks and even unpacking the shopping in the home corner. Again, the use of shadow backing on shelving in a blocks area and carefully labeling, careful labeling in the workshop area will ensure that learning relates to the properties of shape. So it can be embedded even as part of tidy up time. So you've got learning conversations going on around shape, even as children are just tidying up. Additions are great as well, and enhancements to your, out, to your um, continuous provision will provide all sorts of other possibilities too. So a mirror can lead to wonderful exploratory play around shape, particularly if placed within a blocks area. So a block play area with a safety mirror added in can lead to all sorts of conversations about reflecting shapes about the mirror image of a, of a 2D or a 3D shape, really complex discussions. So that simple addition of a mirror can prompt increasingly complex mathematical explorations and conversations involving shape properties and the reflection of shape. Okay, so lots to think about here. Reflect on the mathematical possibilities within your learning environment. Okay, so key things to think about. Have you and your EYFS team thought carefully about the level of planning and the level of organization needed for mathematical exploration to thrive? Consider the following questions. Are resources in your, in your environment, your learning environment, 
organised in such a way as to increase their mathematical potential. So is there a high degree of organisation? We thought about how things are stored. What else? Do the resources and the materials offer meaningful opportunities to explore a range of mathematical concepts? So are the, are the resources well chosen? Have we thought carefully about which resources will offer lots of math mathematical possibilities? But also, are resources open-ended enough? So can children do a wide range of different things with them? Does that open-ended nature prompt a high degree of mathematical exploration? And of course, alongside all of this, don't forget the crucial role played by the adult. The environment can and should provide powerful opportunities for mathematical learning. But skillful, knowledgeable adults are needed to maximise these possibilities. As the excellent DCSF publication, Children Thinking Mathematically states, all children can be successful with mathematics, provided that they have opportunities to explore mathematical ideas in ways that make personal sense to them and opportunities to develop mathematical concepts and understanding. Children need to know that practitioners are interested in their thinking, respect their ideas, are sensitive to their feelings and value their contributions. Which brings us to the end of another episode. Thank you for listening, everybody. I hope you found it useful. And um, please do share our podcast with your team and on social media too, um, because really, I think there are a lot of key messages here around practice that I think really do need to be shared and talked about as well. Now, if this episode has got you thinking about developing your whole team's understanding of effective teaching of maths in the EYFS, or in Key Stage 1, then do get in touch with us. Um, there's all sorts of training that we offer that I think will support you and your team. For example, we've got a fantastic online package called Developing Young Mathematicians, which is perfect for developing a whole team approach to teaching early maths. Okay, so it's certainly something to think about. Okay, so that's about it from us for this week. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.